Thomas and Frederick. With Thomas and Frederick. With Thomas and Frederick. Welcome to State of the Franchise, the podcast that talks about franchises of all shapes, sizes, backgrounds, genres, and types. I am one of your hosts, Tom Stadler, here as usual with my fellow host, the uh, the Imagineer himself, Mr. Fred Dakin. Fred, how you doing? I like that. I like being called Imagineer. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I've been watching a lot of Imagineers this week, and those guys are so cool, and they know so much stuff. So it's just an honor to be called Imagineer. You just made me so happy just now. Hey, Fred, it's a small world after all, so I think you have to... <laughs> <laughs> the the look on your face the, the, the <laughs> listeners can't see it but you were like you did like the leo point but just with your eyes <laughs> <laughs> there's not too many imagineers out there though right i mean i'm sure disney employs plenty but no you like gotta you gotta be like really good at math science and you gotta be kind of dressed like a pirate that's the vibe like you have to have like a big earring or big long wavy white hair or goatee that's what you need. <laughs> you kind of got to look like Albert Einstein in a way, right? But like hippie <laughs> Albert Einstein. <laughs> yes. There's going to be a great documentary one or biopic one day that's just going to be about like Walt Disney and he's going to pass like some Imagineer that's like, this can be all black and white and kind of traumatic. <laughs> <laughs> it's Robert Downey Jr. and just Killian Murphy again. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it could be great. But Fred, I think we have a very exciting topic this week. We are talking about Disney Parks, which has been previously, and I mean previously as in like a month ago, rebranded to Disney Experiences. So Fun. The, I know, right? If that isn't the most corpo branding you could come up with. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine being like four years old and like wrapping your head around that. Like we're going to a Disney experience. You're like, what's your favorite division of Disney? Well, it's the, it's uh, Disney uh, media productions and uh, the Disney experiences, mom. <laughs> Fred, I, I'm, I'm very excited to talk to you about this topic. And I'm also very excited to talk with our guest about this here to talk to us about the Disney experiences is, uh, our special guest, Renee Saltzman. Renee, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Well, we are very excited to have you here and with a very intriguing topic. Um, I, I got to say, when you talk about franchises, Disney obviously has a lot of franchises, but I think the first thing that doesn't come to people's heads are the theme parks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we were definitely thinking about how to tackle it so we were very happy like i think we were gonna like break up the movies which we might still do we might do like episodes on that but when you threw out parks i think we were both very excited because i think we're both fans and we were excited to hear that you were as well yes can i tell you my backstory of the the disney park uh goer that i well really was when i was little not as much anymore but should i dive yes. in yes yes I please <laughs> share yeah how do you kind of got started with going or yeah why disney parks are important to you and yeah maybe your first experience there <laughs> so 
I don't really know how. So before I was born, my parents and my older brother went a handful of times. But then all of a sudden, when I was born, literally from spring of 1990 to, I want to say, spring of 2004, my family, all except for one year in between those two years, we went every single spring break. Oh, wow. Um, to Disney World. Okay, I was just going to clarify, yeah. Have you been and, to both Disneyland and Disney World? Yes. Um, have been to Disneyland, I think, twice. And like California Adventure. But yeah, so I have really seen, well, from that time period, Disney parks evolve into, you know, kind of what they are now. But they mm-hmm. are so different now, as I've heard from many people, including my brother, who has gone in the past couple of years, all the new technology and all that stuff. That's just totally different. That's crazy. How many times have you been to Disney World then? So how many? So from 1990 to 2004. 13? 13 times. And then I went a handful of times. So it was probably... I want to say maybe like 16 times, maybe. Whoa. Oh my God. <laughs> 16? Um, yeah, probably. <laughs> that's yeah. incredible. That's got to be, I, I shouldn't say that's got to be some kind of record. It's definitely a record with people I know. I can't say I know anybody else has like, been that many. I mean, I don't remember a lot of it, but I mean, we as a family had like, everything nailed down like when we arrive and like that's just like the plan of the whole attack of the theme park (laughs) and um all the ins and outs of random you know like we used to um you can't do this anymore (laughs) but we used to um because we are the hotel that we would often stay at was the caribbean beach hotel Mm -hmm. um And we'd often drive to um, the Polynesian Hotel. And my dad would always lie and say that we were having the um, breakfast at the Minis. I don't even know what it's called anymore, but it was called like Minis. I don't even remember, but it was a mini restaurant and they had a breakfast character breakfast. And my dad would say like, oh, yeah, like we're going to the character breakfast. And then he'd be like, oh, yeah come on in and park here so then we would take the monorail to the magic kingdom (laughs) or um we would park at the contemporary and say and we'd often go around easter time so then my dad would say like oh yeah like we're going to the to the they have like masses throughout the day at the contemporary fun fact um my dad would say oh yeah we're going to the the protestant service which is that like (laughs) the earliest one and then they'd be like oh yeah come on through and then we'd um get on the monorail at epcot or excuse me at um contemporary and either like walk to the magic kingdom or we'd go to the take the monorail to the ticket and transportation center and then go from there like i don't know (laughs) just all these things that i feel like you cannot do that whatsoever anymore um Mm -hmm. 
that would not be allowed. That would be a no-no from Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What? So what What was the reason that, I mean, I guess obviously you guys must have really enjoyed going, but like what kind of kept you guys coming back like over and over again be like, no, 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 this is just part of what we do now. Like we're going to go to Disney again <laughs> next year. <laughs> Um, that is a really good point. And I don't know exactly why. But I think it has to do with like, like, I honestly, you know, like Disney has that like, that like safety factor. It's like very just like, you know, it's a very like customer service there is just beyond. And I think, and nostalgia, and it's like, we're kind of a nerdy family. So I think that also like, I mean, my brother and I loved all the nerdy rides, so it's, it wasn't like we thought things were like, oh, this is, Hall of Presidents is dumb. Like, we'd be like, oh my gosh, this is so, we'd be like quoting it. So, like, there was a factor <laughs> of, like, we legitimately enjoyed it and geeked out on it. And I think also, yeah, I think my parents also, like, you know, they didn't get to go when they were growing up, so I think, like, they also, like, kind of legitimately... <laughs> enjoyed as well and obviously like they saw my brother and I having a lot of fun so um yeah it was good old good old-fashioned family time I'm a little jealous you know every year (laughs) that's pretty cool have you so it's been like 10 years since you've been back then yeah so the last time I was there was 2011 wow Um, and that was actually, so my, I was a junior in college and my brother was in law school and then we actually went on a Disney cruise because we had never gone on a Disney cruise. And my parents were like, we're going to go on one Disney cruise together. (laughs) And my brother and I were like, I think we're too old for this. And we were right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The cruise is definitely right. They're very childlike, right? Yeah, like it was like even this the entertainment, like there's some like they kind of have a cocktail area that has like stand ups and like cocktail lounge singers. But like the live performances were very much like for children. So (laughs) and like all the I mean, they have booze and stuff on board, but it's like, I mean, I'm like, does this drink even have alcohol in it? I'm not sure. (laughs) I, I know what you mean. I actually have been on a Disney cruise as well, just once. And that's all you ever need. But yeah, yeah as you're making your way around the boat, you really realize, hmm. Uh, and I was 18 at the time. So yeah. I was like, uh, this might not have been exactly the target audience they had in mind was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 18-year-olds making their way around. And I don't know how old your old were 10 years ago, but still, I think older than you probably, or more older than they would have probably preferred at all yeah. their- of drinking age mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly fred how many how about you how many times have you been to either disneyland or disney world i've never been to disneyland i definitely would love to see that the the og uh mm-hmm. i've been to disney world five times wow and it's kind of nice like uh the times i've gone it's fallen on like big events and big anniversaries for them like whenever they did the whole castle like a birthday cake i think it was either the 20th or the 25th i was that that one and recently Mm -hmm. i think they just celebrated 
a hundred years of it was either like a hundred years of Disney or like fifty years of the park, something like that. Like it was some other big milestone. So it was like big setup, you know, they're kind of going all out with the holiday stuff. We always used to go at Thanksgiving. That was when oh, we yeah. used to go, uh-huh. which is a good time. It's a little cool. I'm sure it's nice and cool, probably in April too. That's not that bad. Uh I have gone in June and that was rough. I like it was very hot. Like you're going into the Country Bears Jamboree, like you don't want to watch it, but you're like, they have AC in there. And <laughs> you know, like the the bird yes. tiki room. Hell yes. I need some AC for a moment. Like, yeah. Um, but I-, I love going. We went, I went, or my wife and I went last year for our anniversary, like exactly a year ago. And it was a really good time. We did Universal. We did uh, four days of parks. We left a day early because we're pretty sure we got RSV. <laughs> like that oh, was when man. that was kind of a thing like uh, last year. And I just remember being on a bus and hearing like that child cough at, you know, like, oh, like yeah, and I was like, that. this, this is it. Like, this is it. like, I knew then like, I'm going to be sick. And we were, and like, I just remember really feeling it that day. But we did hit everything I wanted to. The only thing that really stunk was we did Epcot, the you know around the world the last night, and we went to the new Ratatouille ride, and we were just about to step onto the ride, and they shut everything down and had everyone leave because they had to do maintenance, and like we oh. were literally the neck, like we had the 3D glasses in our hands. And we had to like <laughs> give them back as we left. That was the That's only so bummer. But other than that, it was a really cool trip. We saw a lot. And it's not the most relaxing vacation. You know, <laughs> after that, I was like, we need to go to like a beach and not do anything for our next vacation. But uh, it's yes. it's my favorite thing to do, probably like just to go to the parks and be immersed in the Disney world if that's what you want right. to call it or the land. Um, I would also love to go to like one of the international ones, but I'm a big fan. I probably am considered a Disney dork, although it's like a, I'm a self-loathing one because there's some, there's some real weirdos out there when it comes to like Disney fandom. Like, I just don't want to seem like a creep or anything. Uh, I just, <laughs> I just really like Disney, you know? And uh, I just want to, you know, I want to fit in, but I also don't want to make a stir because I noticed there there was a lot of adults my age that were complaining and just like making a lot of noise. And I was like, this is for kids, you know? Yeah, this is not for you, but you can enjoy it. Yes. The, the so, visual like, I am that like the, the listeners are not getting right now is Fred put on a Toy Story 4 ball cap <laughs> as he's talking. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, Toy but, Story uh, yeah, Four is the prequel to Toy Story, like the original Toy Story. The fourth one. Mm-hmm. Okay, a kid totally that I work with was like, "Yeah, Toy Story Four is like before Buzz was around," and I was like, "Is it?" <laughs> okay, he lied to uh, me. <laughs> before is like four is good, and it's after Andy. It's like the it's what's her name? I can't think of it. Bonnie, the new girl. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, she, they, they end up. <laughs> is that 
that the one no they're like on vacation or no in a daycare or something because they end up in that yeah. creepy toy store with like the marionettes and stuff like mm-hmm. they end up getting left at daycare and uh that's what it kind is. of like it becomes like a prison movie and michael keaton plays ken you know the og ken you know yes. people like that ryan gosling but people forget he plays pixar <laughs> ken yeah yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's good but yeah, I'm all in, Tom. I love going to the parks. I hope to go back soon. But I feel like three year, three to five years is the space I would like. It's enough time where I can forget some things and maybe there's some new developments. You know, maybe there's some new riots because this last trip, there was a lot of new stuff and it was it was very exciting to see the new technology and all that. It's definitely a place that I think and I think you both can attest because you've definitely been way more than I have. But I think you can go again and again and still feel like you haven't quite seen everything because there's always like that one spot or there's like that one ride. Maybe you like glance at and maybe that's not the case for you, Renee, obviously going <laughs> as many times as you have. I, I I have a hard time believing you've not seen every single thing that park has to offer in Disney World. But <laughs> yeah. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> would you would would you confidently say through 2011 you like did every ride or every attraction that was in the Disney World greater area? I would probably say yes. I remember forcing myself to go on. So do do you remember? So there's like a lot of rides that don't exist anymore that are like classic like 90s Disney rides like Alien Encounter. Do you remember? That was the one I knew you were going to say because that was crazy. Forcing myself to go on there because I'm like, I need to go on this once, just once. And I think I like closed my eyes like literally the entire time because I was so scared. (laughs) I I think I was like maybe in like third grade, fourth grade-ish maybe. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, this is so scary. (laughs) I remember seeing that on the Disney channel, like they would do like all the, the like coverage on all the attractions that were at the parks. And I remember like, they would like take you inside the ride or whatever. And the alien encounter one, I remember whenever like that one came on, I was like, Oh my God, this looks so scary. And I cannot remember. I'm probably incepting myself saying that I've been on it. Cause I don't honestly know if mm-hmm. I have or not. I was like six years old when I first went. So there's almost like zero chance I would have gone on that thing yeah. at that time. Um, and then the the very last time I was at Disney World, I think was like 2006, 2007. So again, somewhere around the time I went, I think because it was like one year I went on uh, Disney Cruise. And then I think the following year or it was the year before that, we just went to Disney World proper because my aunt and uncle were also big Disney files. And um, so they took my cousin and I down there and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just remember, I, I can't remember if that ride was closed or not at that time, but I definitely thought about it each time I went. And it's uh, it's one of those unique things that I feel like even now you're like, it's so vivid in your memory, even yeah. if you just saw it on TV, because it was just, you saw how scared everyone else looked. On yes. That thing. Yeah, and they turned it into a stitch ride, which yes. it was just kind of weird because they, they used all the same effects, yes. but it was like 
comedic, but it was so weird doing it again because it was literally the scariest ride I had ever been on when I first did it. Like I was crying like my eyes out. And I remember going back and doing the stitch one. And I was like, this is weird. <laughs> yes. I was like, maybe they should have remodeled a little bit more. <laughs> Another ride that is absolutely one of my favorites and one of my brother's favorites that they got rid of and it was heartbreaking is did you ever hear about timekeeper no so timekeeper was in tomorrowland and it was where i'm trying to think of what's there now there was like a buzz lightyear show Mm -hmm. um like or no it was monsters inc it was like the laugh factory um but it was timekeeper was like the 360 um cinema screens and it was this guy timekeeper was like a robot and he was voiced by robin williams and it was like him going back in time to meet um i think it was like hg wells and then they go on this like time traveling fun journey together and it was so hilarious and uh and like it's robin williams so like it's so funny and they got rid of it like and i was like what oh no i can believe I, it I i'm I sure the footage is online one. somewhere but it was so yeah, funny. most rides you can re-ride on youtube and i have done it before <laughs> yeah <laughs> like some yeah. of the ones that have closed just for sentimentality's sake like uh it's now the winnie the pooh ride but uh the snow white scary adventure ride was one of my favorites and it was legit very scary <laughs> yeah yeah or mr toad's Oh, yeah. I've never been on that one. Yeah. But I'd love to. <laughs> I don't think I did Mr. Toad's Wild Ride either. But I mean, even like Splash Mountain's no longer a thing anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't it closed? Yeah, it's turning into Princess and the Frog. Excited for that. As long as it still yeah. has the drop. Like, that's what made Splash Mountain memorable, right? Yeah. Um, I, I have a, a good Splash Mountain story I, I have to yeah. share. Is the first time we went to Disney World. Uh, we went with my grandparents and so we would try and get them to go on rides with us because obviously it was like, Hey, whatever, you know, like you guys are here. Like this is Disney world. It was their first experience too. Cause they never took my, my dad when he was a kid. Cause I think he was a little old after the time Disney world finally opened, but they, so they went on with us to like a couple different, like, you know, like the teacups and all that, which obviously everybody's got their opinions about, but I remember we, my sister and I really wanted to go on Splash Mountain <laughs> and my grandma had pretty much opted out on everything up until that on that day. And, and she's like, well, is it, is it like a loop de loop one or anything like that? We're like, Oh no, 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 no. It's great. You know, it's, it's a ride we've always heard about. We really want to try it. It's a classic. You know, everybody talks about Splash Mountain. She's like, well, she's like, as long as I don't get too wet, we're like, yep. <laughs> Sorry, grandma. And, when we got all the way to the top and she was looking down, she goes, what did you guys talk me into? <laughs> she looked terrified. And she said, when we pulled up to like the big drop her, she said, I thought I was going to have a heart attack. She's like, I could not believe you guys talked me into taking that. And after she went down that, Oh my God, she was like, she got a little wet. And she was just so upset. She was like, <laughs> she was like, I'm not riding another ride with you guys. 
at all. <laughs> but well, it was that, so worth it. That's how it works with those rides where you may get wet on this ride. The person who does not want to get wet will get the wettest. Yes. That like happened without fail on every ride. My wife, like me, I'm like, dump a bucket of water on me on every ride. Just do it at the yes. end. I don't care. Like, yeah. sounds fun. I like it. But she does not like want to get wet. Understandably, doesn't want to walk around wet the rest of the day. But on Pirates of the Caribbean, one of like there's a section where like there's like water that like explodes up, mm-hmm. and yeah. one like exploded right next to the boat and just like landed all over her. <laughs> like every ride, she got like soaked on, and like yeah. Oh my gosh, she got wet on Pirates of the Caribbean. What yes, a rare that's treat! How you know, like. <laughs> can't go in saying i don't want to get wet because like it is hard to get wet on pirates of the caribbean it is yeah oh my god that's too funny Uh, (laughs) i love it well it's i'm glad we're talking about some older rides because i did just want to share a brief history of the disney experiences back when they were just referred to as disney parks (laughs) And back when Walt would just stand in front of like a white, like a map and just be like, this is what I'm thinking. I just love any video that's him. Like, yeah. this is what I'm going to make. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, it makes me think of like the, um, and I think it ties like totally into this, like that parody video that they do in Iron Man 2, where like Tony's dad is like talking about like Stark or like whatever the fair is the ground that they want to make. Right. He's like, this is going to be Stark Park or something like that. Mm-hmm. And like, they it's totally do. a riff on like, yeah, yes. Walt Disney doing his like, he's like, this is going to be Disneyland. Um, Ooh, can I tell you, I don't, you guys might already know this fun fact. So, so you know how in Disneyland, everything around it is like really bought up. Mm-hmm. Like it's like you're, right. you can like see, like when you're on a ride, it's like, oh, there's like McDonald's across the street. Like it's so like smashed in with like the rest of Anaheim. So when like Disney decided he wanted another park, he created all these like little alias names to buy up all these sections of land in Florida. So like people weren't suspicious about like, oh, there's just like all these random people buying, you know, these parcels of land. Not thinking yeah. like, oh, it's freaking Walt Disney, like buying <laughs> shit ton of land. And then it was like, surprise, like I bought all this land. It's mine. <laughs> yeah, he did it like really sneaky. Yeah, yeah. Real sneaky, that one. Well, everything about how they even like went about these projects, too. Like they were even calling that like the Florida project. It was such a <laughs> yeah a, a vague thing. And I don't know, have you guys ever been to the Walt Disney Museum in San Francisco? No. no. They have, I mean, they have a lot. It's like the most stereotypical museum you'll ever think of. Of like, like if you've ever seen like a parody of like Disney and like shows and stuff where they're like, Walt Disney was born in Missouri, you know, yeah. and like that type of stuff. Like it has like that stuff. It's got like art- artifacts from like his home. It has like these reels of like their earliest like movies and stuff that he made with his brother. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just like the most stereotypical thing like you'll ever think of, but at the same time, it is pretty dang cool. Like, cause you got actually are seeing like all these real artifacts from like Walt Disney when he was like in the army and like when he was 10. Um, but 
it's it's funny to to read some of the stuff about how they were like talking about these projects like even when they're starting to build disneyland and he's like i have this vision of something i've always really wanted to do but he's <laughs> like and it's just he's always like speaking in code he's like about yeah. that project we're working on you know the yeah. though you know the one <laughs> <laughs> because uh and, and i'll use that as my segue so originally Entry into the theme park and travel business was a side project for Mr. Disney. Uh, he referred to it as the Disneylandia project. And <laughs> as it started to become a reality, Walt Disney Productions, at his request, set up Disneyland Incorporated in 1951 before they eventually agreed to a design deal in March 1953 with what's called WED Enterprises. Uh, which is Walt's personal corporation. So to your story right there, that's how mm -hmm. they were doing these dealings. Everything had a, a code name. <laughs> yes. So that company, though, WED, is now referred to as Walt Disney Imagineering. But yeah, they have like a whole, at that museum, they have a whole layout of like the design of the park, exactly like in the, the Iron Man 2 movie, like how you have that whole like spread of like the, the designs like the little figures and minis and stuff and it's it's pretty interesting definitely go there cool. if you guys get a chance yeah, it's almost like a bond villain <laughs> <laughs> in a way it, man kind of actually it does make me think of austin power so <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm picturing just a bunch of generals standing around like a map that's on a table <laughs> just plotting yes like we're going to put the nuclear warhead here. <laughs> Cinderella's castle right here. <laughs> they won't be able to resist spending Disney bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so Disneyland was officially the name changed from Disneylandia. And that was announced on uh, April 1954 by Walt and hit with a plan to be opened in July 1955 and that did come to fruition on July 17th of that year Disneyland opened with five themed lands containing 18 attractions and double their expected amount of guests now I ask both of you and we'll see how good your Disney trivia history is what were the first five lands um, Tomorrowland, Main Front. Street, USA, mm -hmm. New Orleans Square. Nope. No. New Orleans. Lib no. Liberty Square. Mm -mm. Um. You say Frontierland. You didn't, but that is one. Is Adventureland one of them? Yep. One more. Oh, give us a um, hint, Tom. That's uh, the last one. Is it? Well, I know Critter Country became a thing. Yeah, but, but that's not the original one. No, Toontown. <laughs> no, not Toontown? yet. That 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 waited a little bit. Um, it's kind of named for another popular genre that would often describe a lot of Disney movies. Fantasyland. Yes. Oh, duh. Yep. The first five lands oh, were 
Because <laughs> there's so many now. Like, it's like trying to boil down the Pokemon down to 150. Now there's like, what, 700? Like, <laughs> like the five burrows, I feel, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got the Bronx. We have. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Adventureland, Frontierland, Fantasyland, Tomorrowland, and Main Street USA were the first five parks in Disneyland. Then, beginning in 1958, with the contracting of Economics Research Associate, also known as ERA, to find a location for another Disney resort, the ERA recommended Florida. And based on another study back in 1961 named Ocala or Orlando in Florida as possible locations for expansion. So it was in November of 1963 that Disney made a trip to Florida for his final site selection. And that's when plans for the Florida project, the Florida project. (laughs) (laughs) But I do know when he was looking at different places to have the park, he was considering, like, it was almost in St. Louis, because you mentioned, I think he's from Missouri, Missouri which yes. would have been kind of weird. <laughs> like, if it was in the Midwest, it was going to be, like, indoor and, like, five stories yeah, tall. Yeah, the weather situation. Like <laughs> well, and that was actually the inspiration, I think. For what? For uh, Main Street USA. It was kind of based on his hometown. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I do know uh, in, in you mentioned the Bronx, uh, there was mm-hmm. a ripoff Disney park before Disney World that was created by a group of, I don't know if they were Imagineers, but they were ex-workers. And mm-hmm. uh, he almost bought that and made a park in Brooklyn for Disney World, which would have Whoa. been great. Huh. So I'm sorry, this isn't coulda, woulda, shoulda, <laughs> but it felt right. that's okay there's gonna be a couple that i think you can't really talk about some coulda woulda shouldas without mentioning them in the history here though because they are kind of critical to the development of what ended up becoming the actual parks because so yeah as i kind of mentioned that missouri was the kind of the basis for mainland or main street usa there was also some plans to expand into Virginia at one point, and that was much later. But I guess it was just the costs that kind of drove that down. And they were like, they wanted to do like a history of America, which I feel like branding back in the 80s or 70s as history of America probably would have not aged well at all. But <laughs> that's okay. We don't, we're not here to talk about that. That didn't actually happen. So. Yeah, but it sounds like maybe some similar ideas there of kind of getting that that southern charm of sorts into. Yeah. (laughs) So Disney first expanded into attractions that they wanted to add to their parks back at the 1964 New York World's Fair. So to Fred's uh, side story there, this is probably why they considered it, where they introduced It's a Small World. And they had costume characters appear at the event. So when the characters proved to be a hit at that World's Fair, uh, Walt had wanted another outlet for live characters. And thus they put on the Disney on Parade at the park and did like a self-produced live arena show that started in 1969 there. 
And obviously, with the, it's a small world kind of displaying there and becoming a hit, they brought that back to Disneyland and put that as a major attraction in the park in 1966, and then later duplicated at Disney World and some of the other parks around the world. So it was Roy Disney's last act as CEO in 1968, because this was following Walt's death, that he kind of honored his wish and officially named the second park Walt Disney World and made it a reality. Walt Disney World began operation on October 1st, 1971, with the Magic Kingdom Park being the, one of the first parks opening there at a cost of $400 million, and that's in 1971. Wow. That is not a small chunk of change. And I think tickets to get in, like adult tickets were $4 and parking was $0.50, cents, I think. $4 to get in? Wow. And what is it now? It's like a hundred to $150 a day, but that, that $4 didn't include uh ride tickets, which they were still doing that system at the time. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Now catch me up on today. Do the, do the park passes you get now include like everything and like can go on any ride at any time? Yes, it does. Um, now, okay. uh, the thing that you're spending money on are the, and it's a wristband. Yeah. The fast passes and all that stuff are the genie plus, which is, uh, I actually, there was moments where I spent money to ride certain rides. Like, uh, I've got <laughs> like, we had the basic set up where we could do the speed lanes or whatever. But this last time I like, they have this thing where to get on the new star Wars ride, I paid like $8 a person extra just to get onto that queue. Man. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. I remember when fast passes were paper tickets. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember when fast passes first became a thing. It was at like yeah. Six Flags. And I remember like people were like cutting this and I was getting so furious. I was like, what is this crap? Why are these people jumping us? Fast passes as a child is a concept that will ruin you. <laughs> like, what are you, wh oh, why yeah. are these people going in front of us? <laughs> yeah. As they're holding you back, like, sorry, sir. <laughs> no, eight-year-old child. <laughs> you didn't pay for the premium subscription. <laughs> Mickey doesn't love you as much. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Maybe you should have brought more money. Your parents shouldn't be so poor. <laughs> <laughs> if they really love you, they would. <laughs> They'll take out a second mortgage to make sure you're having the time of your life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the Magic Kingdom had six themed lands at the opening of Disney World. So there was one additional on top of the other five. So those four, same five got imported over from Disneyland. Guesses on what that sixth one was. You may have said it already. Is it Frontierland? Frontierland. Was that not nope. in the original? That was in the original. No, was it? Back. Isn't it that the was? Liberty Yeah, Frontierland Square? was one. A Liberty yeah, Square? Whatever. Yep, it was Liberty Square. So that was the sixth land that they introduced so bigger better more florida <laughs> more swampy liberty square where you can go and get like 
a roast dinner in 85 degree weather, like yes. old English cooking. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> I think we've done, I remember doing that. Really? Where there's a place in Liberty Square um, because we were good Catholics growing up on Fridays because we would often be there on Good Friday. There's a place in Liberty Square that has serves hot clam chowder. (laughs) Yeah, that's what you want to give people before they go on Space Mountain. Yeah, when it's 80 degrees. (laughs) Yes, in a bread bowl. (laughs) So Disneyland then expanded in 1972 following the opening of Disney World with a seventh themed land. So they also brought in their own Liberty Square in Disneyland at that time. But then they brought in Bear Country, which Mm. replaced the Indian village of Frontierland and later was renamed to Critter Country, which you both brought up before. So following that, the next major groundbreaking that they had was Epcot Center, which had occurred at Walt Disney World in May 1979. So that was just the start of construction, but then the actual Epcot Center theme park was opened on October 1st, 1982, with a building cost of $1.2 billion, with just two areas, Future World and the World Showcase. Oh my God. Of $1 billion. Epcot. It's a freaking ball. <laughs> <laughs> so there used to be a ride um, called Ellen's Energy Adventure. And it was with Ellen DeGeneres. And it was like you oh, would go on. back in time. Another back in time thing. Where you're, we're almost like on a kind of like a great movie ride tram thing. And it's like she's in the dinosaur age. And she has, I don't even remember what how exactly she got there. But there's audio animatronic Ellen with dinosaurs and like, but it's also like 360 movie too. Um, <laughs> very fun, very fun um, uh, ride. There was also in the land pavilion, there used to be one of, um, well now Soren, which is an, an amazing ride is there now, but they used mm-hmm. to have a show slash ride called food rocks and it was like they talked, it was like a show where all the food groups, you also can probably watch this online somewhere. All the food groups are singing about different things. And they all are like um, parodies of all these different famous people. Like, um, I'm trying to think the, there's someone who's like supposed to be um, share for one thing. There's like the police <laughs> are like the, uh, <laughs> the dairy foods like they sing like i don't know it's like very clever songs and yeah that's no longer obviously and then they used to have a um i actually this is a ride that my brother and i refused to go on it wasn't really a ride it was just like a show it's called the making of me basically how human life is created and we're like no that's gross because they're gonna talk <laughs> about sex and like no <laughs> and so we never actually did that so that is one ride we never actually were. I did go on that ride. Tip. You did? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was and was your I mind blown? <laughs> I don't remember it being blown, so to speak, but it was a ride kind of like Star Tours from what I recall. 
Yeah. And have you been on that, Fred? No, I did not go on that one. I don't. I don't remember that one. I remember. Are you the thinking Ellen of Body one. Wars? Body Wars was the one that I do remember, and that was upsetting. It was Star Warsy, yeah. but lamer. Like you're going through the human body. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. Making a me was just like an a video, like a theater type show. I think maybe that is the one I'm thinking of. Then is Body Wars because there was definitely like a yeah, like kind of like a Star Tours type thing where you're in like a a simulator and it's like taking you on the yeah. whole thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so never mind. I know they got rid of the Ellen ride, right? Because the animatronic was yelling at everybody. <laughs> <laughs> there were staff complaints. The fans <laughs> were crying, being like, oh. yeah. "It was a hostile ride environment." Um, the yes. guests were, were telling stories posthumously about what a terrible time they had. <laughs> yes, the ride I remember from Epcot that's not there, that's in the same vein, would be the uh, "Honey, I Shrunk the Audience." Yes, oh, yeah. that one I did do too. That was creepy because, like, your that one, those rides always creep me out a little bit. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, yeah, that one and that had a very similar feel to, isn't it the Muppet Theater that we talked about? Um, oh, love that ride. We talked about that in our mm-hmm. Muppets episode with uh, our other guest. Yeah, this one was more like Star Tours, but yeah, it still like used a lot of the same like 3D effects and all that. Yeah, because there is 3D on that, honey, the I Shrunk the Audience, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. yeah it was yeah you're in a seat you're smelling you're seeing you're feeling all that stuff yeah yes. i remember the mist coming i'm like what the heck what's happening yeah. <laughs> i just remember the when there's supposed to be mice running around and you feel like the like tickle on your oh. leg that's not as bad as in a bug's life the bugs under your butt yeah oh yikes i've not done anything like that i don't think i would want to do it so Following the opening of Epcot, there were plans for a Hollywood-style theme park uh, that were announced in April of 1985 for Walt Disney World. And after acquiring naming rights from MGM and their properties, the park became named Disney MGM Studios and opened on May 1st, 1989, along with a Pleasure Island area for adults only. <laughs> I wish that was still around, but also that's probably a pretty gross place. I know. I remember seeing like on the promo because we we would get this promo VHS like every year from Disney, and I remember like I'd be like looking like at Pudra and be like, "Wow, that looks amazing!" Like for adults, <laughs> like wow, that's so cool. <laughs> what was on Pleasure Island? Do we know? Nightclubs. Yeah, red light district. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> red light district. You're looking for a good time? <laughs> That's the character you go Minnie, for. Minnie, what are you doing here? <laughs> I gotta pay the bills somehow, Nick. <laughs> uh, you could probably get a drink there. I guess Epcot has had alcohol longer than the other parks but um that was also more thing like i think there was less drinking in the parks then so having a section like that was probably i don't want to say a necessity but it was probably helpful 
they recognize the need. You know, that's some like studio head or something. Who was in charge of that? Was that in that Eisner or um, not? Is it Eisner at the time in the eighties? Right. Yeah. He's probably like, we need something for these uh, parents to go and have themselves a good time while their kids are getting sick on the teacups. <laughs> <laughs> getting sick on the teacups. <laughs> I did go to babysitting once in Disney World at the Polynesian. They had a place called, which I hope they've changed the name since, the Never Neverland Club. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, so well, it was like Neverland Ranch would have been a perfect name. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, my brother and I did go there once. And my parents, I don't know what they did, but they went somewhere. Maybe they went to Pleasure Island. They went <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> but I did not like it because they split us up, my brother and I, and they made me go with like my age group. And I was like, no, I just want to like hang out with my brother. And I'm like, no, you have to go with your age group. And I was like, three i was like i probably like almost four but not quite four and i this is i don't know if i should tell the story but i went to the bathroom and all the toilets were like too high and i like was trying i like couldn't get up on the toilet and i like was just standing there crying and like no <laughs> like this disney get this also this was a time when disney um customer service was not great apparently this lady just went up to my um brother was like i think your sister's crying in the bathroom and so my <laughs> brother had to go in and lift me in the toilet and he's four years older than me so he was like eight wow and i just remember not enjoying my experience there that's incredible <laughs> i can't imagine man i mean look we could get down a whole rabbit hole of the yeah. types of stuff i feel like we all encountered when we were kids ourselves yeah. Like the world was not built for us. There were like people were like, go inside these restaurants where people are just smoking like chimneys in half yeah. the place. <laughs> and we're just getting the secondhand smoke at like age four or five. Yes. Anyways, sorry. Tangent. <laughs> no, you are more than welcome to jump in. That's the whole idea here. So the Walt Disney Outdoor Recreation Division was incorporated as Walt Disney Attractions, Inc. on August 10th, 1989. In January 1990, Disney CEO Michael Eisner, there I have the answer right there, (laughs) um, announced plans to expand both Disneyland and Walt Disney World. The plan would have Walt Disney World add another theme park and 16 new attractions within MGM Studios. Back in January 2008, then, MGM Studios was then renamed to Disney's Hollywood Studios. Which was sad because MGM Studios, I was always like, this is such an interesting comparing between the two because you don't often associate MGM with Disney now. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I always like the I always like the park. I uh, we can talk a little bit more about that later, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Hollywood Studios. Same. I like it all, right? I like Tower of Terror. Oh, Tower cool. Terror is my favorite. Love oh, it. So, good. man, let's get into it. I mean, <laughs> Tower of Terror is, again, another property you don't expect to show up at Disney. But when that thing dropped back in, like, the 90s, it was like, yeah. I mean, I thing was scary. <laughs> like, legitimately yes. scary. And just, like, how thematically they just did an amazing job, just the buildup of it all is so good and like just standing 
like waiting and like you hear people screaming above you and then it's like you're walking through the eerie like lawn of the hotel and you hear like all the eerie music like i was born to be loved by you yeah <laughs> it's like in the distance it's ah uh, it's just the that's what i also love about disney is just like how when they get with a theme they just like freaking nail it yeah in their rides well, and Twilight Zone is something that nobody would ever immediately associate with Disney. Mm-hmm. It's literally just like in its own section there, right? And like, I always remember thinking of Tower of Terror as kind of like, if the like Haunted Mansion is spooky on its own, it mm-hmm. is. But Tower of Terror, I feel like, is on its own. Like, yes. it almost feels like it's a little more adult in a way. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And yeah, like the backstory is kind of weird. Like they're like, people got an elevator and then they disappeared. And it's great that like Rod Serling is like the one that's mm-hmm. like the one welcoming you to the ride. Mm-hmm. So this is for your approval. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll have to do a Twilight Zone episode one day, Fred. I feel like that'd be, that'd be a lot of fun. I like it. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think it's pretty crazy they changed the Disneyland one to the guardians of the galaxy ride which people say is really good i'm just surprised they would get rid of that i mean i guess they'll still have the one in disney world which mm-hmm. uh was also down the day we were at that so i did not get to ride oh, it this last trip that's heartbreaking but uh i think yeah i think uh hollywood studios if you want to call that's pretty cool um they don't have the movie ride anymore which i never got to go on which <gasps> i heard was uh, like when you're young kind of oh but we're all movie people i think so we might like it but i remember hearing from kids like ah that's a boring one but i wish i would have gone on that once it's more exciting when you're younger that's for sure i think you might have been a little disappointed and that's as somebody who went when they were six and 18 like it was kind of like the the memories i had from when i was six didn't quite hold up i was like <laughs> oh this is a little less exciting but it's still a lot of good movie choices. Aliens on that one, which is pretty fun. Ooh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Dice, that freaked me out when I was little. Oh, yeah. Because then there's just sirens blaring and you see like like Ripley. She's like cowering in a corner mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden aliens are busted out of the ceiling and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. It's it's pretty, pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, that's too bad. I didn't even know that closed. Yeah, because it's probably along with the rights of. Or I don't know. Yeah, the whole yeah. yeah it's the, a Mickey's they, Railroad. Did they take now. down the Chinese theater? I think still they still have the theater set up, but the park, the ride now is something called Mickey's Railroad, and it's based off of the new design Mickey animated shorts. I don't know if you've seen like on Disney Plus, they have new Disney animated stuff. Okay. Uh, the ride's kind of based on that, so it's like wacky animated stuff. Hmm. Ah, interesting to check out yeah you probably can watch the whole great movie right online though yeah (laughs) it'll be the same experience (laughs) (laughs) don't trip yeah so in 1990 the possibility of a west coast version of epcot center was placed in development so here's one of your coulda woulda shouldas that it's it's relevant you'll know why so the original idea was to call it Westcott. <laughs> sort of like <laughs> it's it's like makes me think of the joke because some people like when they try to say the word Wisconsin, they kind of make it sound like Wisconsin. 
And I'm West- like, yeah. And I'm like, Wisconsin, where's East Wisconsin? Like, yeah. <laughs> That's a but, great joke. Um, I, it's one of my favorites. <laughs> so the plans for Westcott were canceled in mid 1995 due to financial issues at Disneyland Paris. So we haven't quite talked about any of the international branches and there's, there's a lot of information about that. So we're going to focus on the American branches for mostly this episode, but they do exist. <laughs> we'll yes. get, we'll talk a little bit about them shortly, but yeah. So the parks projected high cost was the main factor in that, but the park was then replaced by plans for a little something called the California adventure. And they reserved that whole area there. And inevitably it would become the California adventure, but not quite. Hmm. First, they decided to add a fourth theme park down in Disney world, a little something called Disney's animal kingdom that opened, uh, April 20th, 1998. Which Have is big been because to this is animal like when kingdom? we're like 10, 11, 12. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember like and on the heels of Lion King. Oh yeah. Yeah, I I very much remember when it opened. It was the I remember the thing that stuck out to me most was the safari ride. Um, oh yeah, which was I thought was very cool. Um, but I heard that they changed part of it because I think now they don't have the thing in about poachers. Oh. <laughs> I don't remember them covering poachers at all. It was yeah. kind of just a nice ride with animals. Because it was like halfway through the safari, they were like, because they were talking about Big Red and Little Red, who are these elephants. And then it was like, oh no, they captured Little Red. We need to go find them. And so we would oh, like no. race off. And like, there was like, Little Red and Big Red were not real elephants, but like you would see them periodically. And like, there was like a poacher vehicle. And then like, you would hear a plane like fly over. <laughs> I think they got rid of that though, right? Because have you been on it recently, Fred? <laughs> yes, we went. Uh, my wife, her favorite animal are elephants. She loves elephants. So we went like uh, right when the park opened, we went on like one of the first rides of the safari so we could see the animals very lively. And they were very lively. There was a part where we got stuck, but I, I don't think that was on purpose. I don't think that was for suspense. Yeah, cool. Yeah. What was stuck That's... in the road? Um, I believe it was some sort of uh, wildebeest or something. Some sort of furry animal. <laughs> cool. I haven't been to the Animal Kingdom, but I, I feel kind of like concerned that if I did, that some kind of Jurassic Park type thing would happen, and like all like the the security measures would go down, and like the lions would just start like patrolling for fresh meat, and I'd be like, I can't run a lion. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Now the big thing there now is they have the Avatar area, which ooh, has yeah. one. And of I've the never experienced any of that. Rides. Oh, I, that's the thing that I would tell people like to get excited for at the Animal Kingdom now because I like the vibe of the Animal Kingdom because they have like Africa and an Asia section. It feels like you're in a different country. They have lush vegetation. Uh, I like the dinosaur ride. I like the Yeti ride. But uh, the Avatar Land was very mm-hmm. cool. And the, the Flight of Passage ride where you're on the Ekron or whatever, the blue fly thing was one yeah. of the craziest experiences I ever had because you're like 
sitting in this machine and the screen opens under you and it's pretty much like a 4d ride that you're in like a motorcycle seat and it's moving you around you're doing these dives and i got motion sickness and it was just great (laughs) like i was having a good time even though i felt really sick oh man it was just one of those experiences like i wish i would have like set up for us to do it twice uh, that was fun. the same with the Star Wars ride. I wish we would have done it twice because oh, they were just these long, involved rides that, you know, they're just really stepping it up, doing new things. That's oh, exciting. That's so cool. Yeah, definitely some things to check out next time and get down to Disney. Real quick, uh, Renee, did you ever ride the um, Maelstrom in Epcot? Yes. Okay. Um, which I think I is very similar to the Frozen ride now. It's just it's on the same track. It's just there used to be trolls. Okay. Um, yeah, and it kind of used to freak me out when I was little. And then there, but there used to be this awesome Norway video that you could watch or not watch. You could decide <laughs> at the end. It was like a little theater, and it was like this thing about Norway, and, and it was like about the Vikings, and then also like Norway today. So that obviously isn't there anymore. Yeah, it was a bummer. I never yeah. got to ride that. And uh, the Frozen ride I did enjoy. It made me very uh, emotional. But uh, <laughs> I wish yeah. I would have gotten the, the Maelstrom sounded fun. <laughs> yeah, there's a little, well, the Frozen one probably has the same little drop. You could get a little wet on it. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, then they Grandma Stadler's not getting on that. <laughs> <laughs> It's like because in the maelstrom, I think what would what happened is you get to a point and it would you're like moving forward and then mm-hmm. like this troll monster would come up and then you got shot backwards. Yes. And in the frozen ride, they do the same thing, but it's the song is crescendoing into the chorus. And then when you get to the point, Elsa's in front of you. Is that the right person? Uh, and you get shot backwards, but it's slower and it's like more of this like welling of music and the lights change and it's like very intense and like i'm not a frozen person i don't even know i think i've seen the movie once but like i mean the song i love the song and yeah that was like i was telling my wife last night because we were talking about i was like it's not my favorite ride but it was like one of my favorite moments of the trip because it just like the park the music and everything working together and just the act of like going backwards slowly and then it's all this stuff happening it was very cool that's wonderful yeah. cute so much yeah. to do there that's nice i know <laughs> uh so just to wrap up a couple things left in our our brief history downtown disney opened at disneyland resort on january 12th 2001 and was placed between disneyland and the future california adventure which then opened on February 8th, 2001 <laughs> with three major areas, Paradise Pier, Hollywood Pictures Backlot, and the Golden State. And in October 6th, 2002, a Bugs Land area opened in the California Adventure. How was the California Adventure, Renee, in comparison to things at Disney World? Um, So I know it probably has changed a lot because I know so there was a where the little bear rock is is a cool um water ride hmm. it's like a you're supposed to be like white water rafting kind of like on the on a river that one was really cool 
um, kind of the Paradise, is it Paradise Pier? Yes. Um, that area is like kind of like supposed to be kind of like, I think like Santa Monica Pier like. Um, so it's very carnival-y. And that roller coaster that's there is amazing. And there's a couple other fun rides there. There were a lot of like sit and watch movies, I remember. There was a, um, I just, I remember there was a area that talked about how you can make sourdough and it was like a sourdough presentation. There was also a tortilla little area too. I'm like wondering Whoa. if they're still there. <laughs> so I feel like there was like a lot of things where I'm like, I definitely felt like Imagineers were like, let's try this. Like, let's just like see how this people like this. And I'm very curious. Like I thought the tortilla thing and the sourdough thing were like really cool, but I'm like, it was not as like exciting. And so like, I don't know people if that caught on a lot. I remember there was a kind of like American adventure type um, ride that was like about California and Whoopi Whoopi Goldberg was like the narrator of it. But it was like, out of all of the theme parks, not my favorite overall. Mm. Like it's still, and it has, eventually they did do, build like Tower of Terror there, but now it's the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff. Um, and sure. I mean, I've only been there like twice, so I can't um, remember everything. But like, they kind of like, I almost felt like they pick and, they kind of picked some things they wanted to, like, oh yeah, like let's add this ride. Cause that's like kind of like old Hollywood and we'll add bugs life here. And I don't know. It's just kind of like, just it, it was cool, but it wasn't as, I don't know. I don't want to say well thought out. Cause I'm sure it was really well thought out, but like, <laughs> yeah, it just was like different. I don't know how to describe it. Sure. It's their spaghetti on the wall spot. <laughs> I know. See what sticks. <laughs> yeah. And it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's all California so like i mean it was cool i like it i would go back there but when i look at all the other theme parks excuse me experiences that it wouldn't be in my top three (laughs) got it well that's that's okay though i mean it's definitely something i feel like is not the most talked about part of any of the disney campuses or resorts which i mean there there are many to choose from but yeah i think if people are talking about it, you're going to hear a lot more about the magic kingdom mm-hmm. right then you'll hear about probably california adventure yeah so the last major development that was at the disney parks just to jump us ahead here is star wars galaxy's edge which fred frequented which was a 14 acre themed land for both disneyland and disney's hollywood studios in florida that was announced at d23 back in august 15th 2015 and construction began on both in 2016, with both of the parks being opened in 2019. So today, Disney has 12 total theme parks located on six resort campuses worldwide. 12 parks are located in four countries. So you have Disneyland Resort in California, which contains Disneyland and Disneyland or Disney California Adventure. You have the Walt Disney World Resort in Florida, which has the Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Disney's Hollywood Studios and Disney's Animal Kingdom. I have to add the Disney before you guys. It's it's very (laughs) it's important. Um, In Japan, there is Tokyo Disneyland and Tokyo Disney Sea. So Mm. land sea. It's a little surf and turf for you. 
<laughs> I like it. And that's where, Tom, you're planning your full uh, honeymoon, right? It's just all Tokyo Disney the whole time? Yeah. Well, you know, that would have been the plan, but then Ghibli Land opened, and now I'm like, mm. <laughs> Oh, man. You so know, you're going to have to split the trip then in half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Miyazaki-san is just going to be like, come on. You know you want to come over. You want to hang up <laughs> with my neighbor Totoro. Um, Disneyland Paris, located in France, which contains uh-huh. Disneyland Park and Walt Disney Studios Park. Then there is Hong Kong Disneyland Park and Shanghai Disneyland. I always forget about the Shanghai one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot I think, about that one. I think Shanghai would be the one I would go to if I could pick like an international. Really? Yeah. Well, just I've been watching a lot of like the Imagineer videos that they have on Disney Plus about attractions and their vibe is like the cutting edge of technology. Like that's mm-hmm. kind of what they're emphasizing. I think that's just be cool to see. That or I know the Paris ones they lean into because, you know, there are a lot of the stories from Disney are based off of like European fairy mm-hmm. tales. So they really lean into that fairy tale, uh, like the aesthetic of like Sleeping Beauty and all that. So it's kind of more that vibe I heard. I mean, Sleeping or no, Beauty and the Beast is from France, not Sleeping Beauty. Right. That's no, I mean, Russia. like just the aesthetic of the Sleeping Beauty movie. Yeah. Oh, like, I get it. Yeah. Looks, yeah. But yeah, I was like, yeah, there's actually like Disney movies set in France, though, proper. And China, too, I suppose. Yeah, you have Mulan. And then, yeah. I always heard in like the, I don't know when this was exactly, but I always heard that say Paris one was not doing well and they thought about closing it. <laughs> well, the I cigarettes mean... were too expensive at the park. That was the thing. <laughs> and you couldn't smoke inside the park, which was weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, this place is not smoke friendly i will not go in no thank you <laughs> i really hope mickey smokes and has in that in that theme park in france <laughs> mickey is uh, how you say <laughs> a different kind of fellow he likes his smokes yes uh, goofy minnie and i have a menage a trois <laughs> or like i feel like at epcot they have all those rides where you like learn stuff about science they probably just have a ride where you learn about cigarettes and how they're made like those look cigarettes and wine (laughs) what what are you looking for you want an elephant ear no all we have is baguette you take it or leave it (laughs) oh we have french patisserie i don't know why you want cotton candy (laughs) get out of here (laughs) it's um it's it's fun though. I think I would definitely love to visit a international park one of these days. Because uh, yeah, the things do look really cool there, just from the things that you see online and um, you know, or even on like the Disney Disney Plus. But yeah, I mean, it's it just feels like though. I mean, outside of Renee, obviously, most people haven't gotten to experience. I feel like most of the parks that are here. And uh, that wasn't a slight you ready. It's just like, it's, <laughs> it's okay. It, it was. <laughs> I like, I, for a while, I remember people would ask me, like, okay, have you been to Disney? And they'd be like, how many times? And I'd be like, I don't, I, it's, it's a lot. I don't want to say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's impressive. It's not even like, it's not a, it's not a bad thing. It's like, it's, that was your I tradition. also have to say, I, I mean, it, Disney has always been expensive, but I feel like it was slightly more 
doable because I feel like you weren't like nickel and dimed for like everything. Right. And like you could find ways around like pain, not like pain for things. So like I don't know, like parking and it just I mean, yeah, I don't know. I because like my brother has gone multiple times in the past couple of years and like he's just like, Yeah, like you have to pay for this now and like you just like there's just things that are just more like expensive i guess yeah which makes sense was there an annual pass like during like in the 90s in the early aughts yes there was okay did you guys have one of those um i'm trying to think if we did or not i don't know i'm sure my dad because he would always try and finagle like obviously the best value so sure i have no idea i have to ask him yeah but well because i think you're right though like if you were going in, you know, whatever it was, you know, 1995 or something like that, it's probably not the financial lift that it is today, where it's like, if you want to stay in the Star Wars hotel, you need like three years of like vacation budget. To, and didn't that yeah. thing close now anyway? It did. Yeah, I think yeah. it did. Yeah. Yep. I heard an interview with Taron Killam. He did it and he kind of talked about the whole experience. It sounded very Westworldy, but like nerdy as hell. Really? God. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was intrigued to try that, but I'm like, I still need to just go to Galaxy's Edge. So I'm like, I don't know that I need a Star Wars like hotel. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, you really don't need to go to Galaxy's Edge now. And this is like, that's a shitty thing to say as someone who's has gone. You know, it's like you don't need to do it. But uh, <laughs> it really, they really need like two more rides or something because. Uh, if you put aside like ride time or waiting for rides, like we saw all there was to see in like an hour, like, uh, the merch is not where it should be. Like, I know they have the build your own droid or build your own lightsaber, but I just mean like going into the little stores, looking at all the like merch, you know, you want to see specialized Star Wars merch. You're not going to see anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And that's super gone at Disney, which I miss. They need to kind of bring back is I remember when you would go to certain sections, the merchandise would reflect where you were like a haunted mansion would have a store and it would have very spooky stuff, spooky shirts. Uh, now mm-hmm. it's like 20% mm-hmm. that 80% every store in every area of the park has the exact same five shirts or the, you know, the exact same stuff, oh. which is kind of a bummer. Wow. This is a bummer. I wonder why they did that. I mean, economy, right? You know, yes. inflation. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, Disney COVID. executives, we're really feeling it too. We're feeling the economics, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right though, it's like you know, certainly we could we could give Disney a one one four, right? But at the same end, it's not <laughs> like it's not like they're alone in doing this. If you go to Six Flags now, even just like anywhere at Great American, you know, outside of Chicago or, you know, across the U.S., I'm sure those prices are probably crazy now, too. It's like, yeah. oh, sure, you can get into the park for like 45 bucks or 40 bucks for a day. But then a soda is going to cost you nine dollars. A food is going to cost you 20 dollars a person for a meal. Like, you know, yeah. it's there's not really a place you can go that's not going to just be i mean for crying out loud you go to a baseball game now and a beer is like 12 dollars. it's like what yeah <laughs> and you go to the airport you get a burger a double whiskey 
and it costs like forty dollars. I don't know what's going on in this country. <laughs> I almost forgot about that. <laughs> That guy was even more ridiculous though too because he was like this th-, like he like he's got his like meal and then you see this just like tall glass of whiskey behind it's like are you sure it wasn't all the <laughs> cocktails you're sucking <laughs> on my guy <laughs> but yeah I think it's it's something to be said for how things have changed over time and I mean we've already kind of talked about it too and we can obviously talk about it a little more now but like all the things that have changed about Disney, the rides that have come and gone, the new parks that they've had to probably devote a lot of resources for. And we could talk about it now too. I mean, they're at, at war basically with the government down in Florida right now, trying to self-sustain because they are like kind of cutting them off, which seems foolish. I mean, it feels like Disney has been such a hub for that economy for so long. I can't imagine ever trying yeah. to like, you know, really like give him a black eye it's like what are you doing yeah like how many millions of jobs right yeah like how many people in the orlando area probably work for a disney resort or anything right yeah 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 you gotta pay those all everyone that works there there's so many people at so many levels of industry working at that place it is ridiculous it is yeah have you guys ever wanted to work for any of the disney parks um, so my, so I never really thought about it. So for a while, my brother, I feel like wanted to be an engineer or, um, uh, Imagineer. Yeah. Um, but he, and he's very smart. Um, but he was never like drawn to like engineering, but he loves coming up with like concepts and ideas and like, yeah. um, so I feel like he, almost did like the Disney college program where you get to like work for a semester. I don't know if it's like a semester, but he didn't do it, but I feel like he regrets it. Oh man. But I have known someone who did that and they were like, it was like hard work, but like such a cool experience. Like they, I think the person I knew did like the boats, the long skinny boats that went like around the Epcot area. Yeah. Um, so they're like, it was really cool, but it was like hard as hell. He's like, I was exhausted yeah, every you day. In, like making cotton candy in hot weather all day, like as like your job yeah. when you do those college things. It's it's uh it's the hard work, which is probably why I didn't do it. But yeah. I, I could see like I don't know what their structure is for like kind of like a high like a more high end like customer service specialist type position. Like I wouldn't want to work like at the call center, but like I would love to do something working with like maybe if companies want to do events, they're helping coordinate that and what that entails. I like kind of those kind of customer service logistics stuff. And I do kind of like providing good experiences for people. So I think I could work in that sort of uh, frame of it, but I also don't want to live in Florida. So yeah, yeah. (laughs) I would love to live like within a four hour drive of Disney though. Like, I'd love to live in like the Carolinas or something um, just so it makes that trip a little less expensive. You know, you don't have to worry about flights and you're not as tra- you're not traveling as far. So you might not need as much vacation time. Um, but yeah, I would, I would like to work for that soulless corporation that we call <laughs> Disney. 
I mean, just to have the experience once, right? I mean, I think I did have a friend who worked there, and I don't remember what she did, but um, I think she she wanted to be a costume character at some point, and it's I know it's kind of rigorous to get that type of gig, mm-hmm. and I don't know which it it looks like fun. I mean, you see the videos online of like the guys who get to play Gaston, and they just look like they're having an absolute yeah. ball out there, like just kind of like making glib remarks to people and then flexing their muscles yeah (laughs) i have a person that i went to school with in georgia who played ariel in one of the international parks and i don't know i doubt she does it now but i remember like in my 20s seeing these pictures of her like done up like Ariel and one of the other princesses and that was like her job and I was always like Damn. wow that's kind of cool that's kind of awesome I mean it's really I think one of the the things that I mean we kind of glossed over it when we were talking through the history too but that's something that I, I feel like became such a huge thing bringing these like characters to life in the park so it's like when you go to these parks you're not just getting these big experiences you know you're getting all the rides and all that you're actually seeing the characters from the movies you get to interact with them like mm-hmm. i remember one of the big things when my fr- my sister and i first went like we had these little autograph books that i think my mom still has yes. and we were just like running after everybody like we gotta get donald's autograph yes. there he is like- <laughs> <Get him>! <laughs> <laughs> yes it's yeah. just like yeah certain characters were more rare like to find and see and so yeah it was like yeah, yeah. like i remember yeah the hunt for Goofy was like impossible. We could not find Goofy anywhere. <laughs> yeah. And then I'd be like, Pluto again. Uh. <laughs> He's everywhere. This freaking guy. Why does he get from one end of the park to the other so fast? <laughs> yes. Secret oh. tunnels is the answer. Right. <laughs> Where is the a tunnel? Underneath yeah. the parks. Yeah. Yes. Is that that's in both of them, right? That both Disney World and Disneyland have tunnels underneath. I believe so. I think so. I know Disney World for sure because of the swamp build. Yeah, there's levels. Wow, that's so crazy. I did go on a tour once where we did go in underneath a little bit, very restricted. Whoa. But we did go in part of the tunnel. Do you get that's that on your tenth visit? <laughs> I know. Yeah, you get. Yeah, on your tenth visit, you get to go on that. <laughs> um but and it was it was like a behind the scenes disney tour and then i remember we were like in a certain area behind the scenes and then a parade was ending and like people were getting off of stuff and like the lady like promptly like escorted us like okay we're going over here now because like costumes (laughs) were like being removed and like it's like can't the magic (laughs) is gonna be ruined (laughs) I think that is part of the regulation, though, right? It's like the costume characters cannot, especially if you are like wearing like a, a head or something like that, like you cannot remove it in front of any kids, like under any circumstances. Yeah, I'm right. pretty sure. That's such a man. Yeah. And that's probably like a gate underground that's like, beyond <laughs> this point, you must wear your character head. <laughs> <laughs> and that is kind of the bummer now, too, of going more recent. And this is also like post COVID, all this. There are not many characters walking around and i thought that was something that was kind of fun in the past was seeing like a deep cut character and just being really excited i will say though 
the one time that I got really excited and then we were noticing by like the second or third day, like there is like no characters walking around. And if there is a character, he's got like a huge line. Like we saw Winnie the Pooh and it was just so many people. I was like, oh my. But when we were at Animal Kingdom, I was walking over a bridge over this river or whatever. And I see this like steamboat thing coming down the water and it's making all this noise. And I look down and it was Launchpad McQuack and Scrooge McDuck just oh my God. dancing and yelling. And those are like my guys. Like Tom knows. Like I love Launchpad McQuack so much. And like <laughs> that was worth it. Like of all the people to see, like that's the kind of deep cut. Like, you know, I remember seeing uh, when I was little, not uh, Little John. I was going to say Baloo, but it's like the same character pretty much. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you don't get that anymore. Just like the deep cuts yeah yeah there was a fun time i remember going on my second time i went there was in 2005 i don't know if you remember this happening renee if you had visited at that time too but hollywood studios had been like kind of done over during the summer for uh star wars episode three like they did like this kind of almost like their first run of like galaxy's edge at that point because they had just come to an agreement with like star wars of like oh we have like rights to like use some of the characters in the park so they had like all these people dressed up like characters from the movies and like peter mayhew was actually there at a booth like signing autographs and stuff and and it was kind of cool and i kind of wondered i was like man what would it be like if they actually turned this into like an official park where it was just all star wars and oh my gosh imagine you heard your thought and that's where it came from <laughs> the brain waves <laughs> they're like yes we will take this child's thought <laughs> but it it was kind of cool though i think that was the first time i was like oh wow disney can do some different stuff i mean now you know 15 years 18 years later it's like my god what don't they do but <laughs> yeah, For yeah. Sure. it's a very cool experience i don't know what mm-hmm. were some of I know you you had mentioned that you guys kind of had a routine. What were like some of the things you guys liked to do or like to see specifically at either the parks, either Disneyland or Disney World? So like if we would arrive at Magic Kingdom, we would always get there sometimes depending on what I think we must have had some sort of pass or because we were staying maybe at a Disney resort, you could get in a little bit early. So mm-hmm. my brother, dad and I would always go if we were Magic Kingdom, we'd go straight to Space Mountain. My mom did not enjoy space mountain because she doesn't like roller coasters so she would go to frontierland and get fast passes for splash mountain while we were on that ride and then we would meet up um and go like on a few rides like in between and then like do like frontierland and then like we'd usually eat lunch and then like hit up a few more rides and then we'd always usually go back to our hotel in the afternoon to go swimming and then go back to the a theme park later not necessarily the same one but then we'd usually have and like throughout the day we were usually getting fast passes from other places so then we would use them later and i don't know how we figured this out or maybe this is just common knowledge but like i remember when the paper fast passes were around we would often use even if it was like an expired fast pass as long as from the same day they would let you go on just fine um so we would often collect I mean, you could get, it was, I feel like you could get a lot. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of like the overall maneuvering of everything. Yeah. So you would do multiple parks in one day, though? Wow. Yes. 
but we'd always go because usually, well, my parents always said, the park gets crowder in the afternoon. So we'd always go back when it was hotter, go swimming, eat lunch or eat an early dinner or whatever, and then go back always at night. But yeah, also not really relaxing. <laughs> A lot of walking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely get your steps in. Yes. You get like five to ten miles a day doing Disney, which mm-hmm. is nice, you know? You Easy. In, but I just, my feet yeah. hurt the whole trip. <laughs> oh, yeah. But worth it, though, right? Because then you get to see oh, yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. Um, cool. And then I feel like Epcot, we would almost like divide it into two visits, like World Showcase. Because like we do like to wander around the World Showcase, um, even if, you know, certain countries don't have rides or movies or anything and we always would one night we'd always have a reservation at the pub rosen crown pub in great britain um and watch illuminations nice from that restaurant that restaurant um was always really good and yeah we always usually divide that one that up um also love that I don't know is Martin Short still on the Can- Canada ride the Canada movie ride do you know I'm not sure but love he's like one of my favorite actors and comedians so I was happy to see him on there and then yeah I feel like also similar to um, Hollywood Studios similar my mom would always go off and get fast passes while my dad brother and I would always go on Tower of Terror and then oh, we nice. usually go on rock and roller coaster next also gone now isn't it the the aerosmith ride uh is it gone closed. i don't know if it's closed yet okay but it is closed yeah but that was one we did not make it on because i am not a roller coaster person but this trip i said i'm trying it all and uh for the episode i will i remember i showed you to him before tom but i will add the ride pictures of me from this last trip <laughs> And they're all like, you know, just like my face. Like, <laughs> and some of them, I'm legit like scared, and I'm like doing like, oh no, oh no, like I'm oh, just no. like talking the whole time. <laughs> so, this this remind what you just said, Fred, reminded me of the first time I went on Tower of Terror. I was in third grade. Now they have seat belts, individual seat belts. When I went on in third grade, it was just a bar, a lap bar. Yep. Yep. And I was sitting next to my dad and I was so scared, first of all, but I, and I was hanging on to him for dear life. Like the picture, my dad almost like peed his pants. He was laughing so hard. Cause I'm like sprawled across <laughs> hanging on to him. I'm like almost laying on the bench, but I remember being so terrified because the bar was up so high. So I was like, Oh my gosh. And I was like floating in midair during the drops. And I just remember hitting the bar a few times, like my, my legs. And I was like, I want to fly out of here. I know it. <laughs> and like, I just remember being so terrified, but now it's one of my favorite rides ever. So, but the seatbelt thing makes you feel way more secure in your seat than a lap bar. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I barely remember that, but I mean, just the pictures they would take is like, you're coming down you're just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. It is. Yeah. It's yeah. great. And yeah, Tower of Terror. I mean, we'll, we'll maybe talk a little bit about our favorite attractions shortly, but 
definitely a, a a memorable experience if you ever had one. But yeah, what are some of the other memorable ex- experiences you guys have had in these parks? Like, what are the, some of the things that are just the staples of them for you? Whether it's it's in you know Magic Kingdom or Epcot and yeah, I don't know. We can even talk about, you know, do you become more of an Epcot person the older you get? You might. I think so. I feel like, in a way, yes. I love Epcot. I would love to return. I know my brother and sister-in-law love to go try out a boozy drink at each country that has one. Drink around the world. Yeah. And like... (laughs) My brother always jokes that um, it's, you know, when it gets too hot in the day, they go watch the American Adventure and his wife takes a nap (laughs) and he (laughs) enjoys himself (laughs) watching it because we're nerds. Um, (laughs) And yeah, I think it's, I do wish that like some of the other countries would get a little like boost and like more there because like, I feel like the, and maybe they are now. But I just remember like the Moroccan and China exhibit, our country was like, there wasn't a lot there. And I was like, that'd be cool. Like there was more stuff here, but I don't know how that happens. Well, at least the American one's nice and big, you know, it's like right at the center (laughs) of the park. (laughs) Yes. Is it the rest of the park, America park? Like, yeah, <laughs> that's what's so but funny. That, I'm like, why did they do America? Why? <laughs> but that audio animatronic Mark Twain and Ben Franklin, so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, they they only top are they only topped by the Hall of Presidents though too. <laughs> yes, that's the scariest ride now though because there's Trump <laughs> at the end. <laughs> Yes. You just got you got animatronic Clinton throwing side eye at all the women and yes. that, that right between them and Trump and <laughs> yes. Uh, um, another thing that I forgot to mention that one of the things I love about Disney is, um, kind of like I love a good theme, obviously, like with the themes and the rides and all that stuff. But I love. Like I literally sometimes if I'm like writing a reporter when I was in college and grad school, I would listen to just the music that's played like throughout the parks, like the Epcot mm-hmm. music and like there's so much good like soundtrack music that's just being played everywhere. Like in every in Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood Studios. So I just love all of that music. And one time we did go once during like the holiday season. And everywhere was Christmas music. And it was like two of these like Christmas songs, just like on repeat with no words. And by the end of the trip, my brother and I were like, where's the, where's the real music? Where is it? And like, it just, we were so sick of hearing like, like over and over and over again. And we're like, we just like, we're so sad that we didn't hear any of the good theme music anywhere uh-huh. um but just like good study music good like just background yeah music that's another thing i like fred i love that you change hats throughout, throughout this i got hats and you i don't do have them. many hats. of course you have a christmas hat with like mickey mouse like dead center <laughs> <laughs> well 
like most of the times I went, like I said, I would go in November, so it was already decorate decorated for Christmas. It was decorated the last time we went, and it was pretty cool. I like you brought up uh, the sounds of the parks, but there's also like the smells of the rides, and now people like sell candles and air yes. freshener. It <laughs> totally makes sense. I haven't pulled the trigger on one, but I kind of want them all. So I bought two for my sister-in-law and brother. I bought them the smell of the Polynesian Resort Lobby, which smells amazing. And then I bought them what I thought would smell really good, but it actually was like, I think, too strong when they actually tried to light it was the smell of the burning fire within the Epcot um, Spaceship Earth ride. There's like when Rome falls, there's like that very particular burning smell. Oh my god! So those are the two I got them. That's wild. What does Very the Polynesian deep. hotel smell like? I it's like undescribable. Like it's because they well, the Polynesian Resort used to have this like huge kind of rock waterfall thing. I don't know if it's still like this anymore. And they actually have used to have live birds like chilling in oh, this wow. like beautiful waterfall plant area, and it just had this like. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a beautiful, humid, tropical smell. Very specific. That's crazy. I don't know which one yeah. I would want from Disney, but I know the one I want from Universal, which is the E.T. ride. And I've, I had yeah. heard about this, that the E.T. ride in Universal has this smell that is... I don't know how to describe it. Like most of these theme park smells that people are packaging, I don't know how to describe it, but it's nice. And I didn't think it would hit me. But when I went in that ET ride, I was like, this smells nice. Does it smell like Reese's pieces? (laughs) No, it's like earthy, but uh, I don't know how to describe it. It is something though. Just I'm like just trying to wrap my head around the idea of the ET ride having a very distinct smell. I mean, all the the fact that all of these places have distinct enough smells that you can sell as a candle, mm-hmm. like that's. I mean, I think you have a Pirates of the Caribbean one too. Yeah, that's the one I would probably get. You know, I do remember that one having a mm-hmm. distinct smell. Yeah, hopefully not a Splash Mountain one because I always remember the water smelling weird on that one. Yeah, that one's kind of got dirty water, but I feel like yeah. the Pirates of the Caribbean smelt like a clean water tank. Yes. Like mm. like you're like a clean watery park or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yes. Well, can't you even smell the gun smoke like after they shoot the cannons in that thing? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Wow. Mm-hmm. Pretty wild. Oh, anything else we want to say about the, the parks at large? I mean, I'm very curious what's next. For Disney where what's like I'm like thinking like Pixar land or something like that maybe that's our our setup for our next segment of coulda woulda shoulda and talk about some of the things that Disney could have done and maybe things that they can do moving forward maybe we can start with just a couple other tidbits so I mentioned the uh Virginia like history theme park right that they didn't get off the ground it was just too expensive mm-hmm they also wanted to make a ski resort back in 1965. They wanted to develop Mineral King as oh a ski God. resort in the Sierra Nevada. But the Sierra Club, which was apparently some mountaineer club, 
back in 1969 sued to stop the development and was granted by a federal district judge. So they literally learned what Disney was up to and sued him and told him, get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> huh. Pretty yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So there's a lot of like starts and stops for the parks. I mean, mm-hmm. but I think within the parks themselves, I mean, now it's like, like we talked about galaxy's edge is kind of becoming like its own like super segment, right? Like they want to develop the hell out of this. And obviously Fred, you already mentioned, you wish they would add a couple more rides, but what else would you guys want to see if it is like a Pixar land or maybe more of Pandora? I mean, I freaking love the Muppets. So I also wish they would just expand, you know, beyond Muppet Vision 3D because that's also one of my favorite rides. Because so um, I feel like Muppet, I work at an elementary school and Muppet Babies is becoming more popular again. And so people are aware of like who, because I feel like for a while the Muppets weren't as like popular. Um, so I would love for them to have more of like a Jim Henson kind of add-on somewhere. That would be really cool. Man, I hope um, Disney's listening because that's two episodes now. Somebody has mentioned Muppet expansion at Disney Muppet World. Expansion? <laughs> yeah. Clearly, expansion. the people want it. We're here for it. Absolutely. The people want Absolutely. it. We had a guest on a couple of months ago who was doing the Muppets to- totally was the topic. And that was one of his things. He's like, I really wish Disney would expand beyond Muppet vision. <laughs> so oh it's like, it's just great. It's like, oh my God, people want it. Get yes. it. And it's oh. so oh, just, I mean, I could do another podcast all about the Muppets and Jim Henson, but just, I mean, if I could, be anything i would probably be a muppeteer if money didn't exist oh, and didn't matter <laughs> i feel like you'd be a good muppeteer you got the voices down we've already heard you could do a french muppet <laughs> yes i could <laughs> <laughs> yes that would be my dream job if... but that's a that's like another it. episode <laughs> i like it yeah <laughs> put your dreams out there and you never know <laughs> they can they it can always yeah. become a reality Yes. I would say for coulda, woulda, shoulda, it would be uh, better themed food. Oh. Because I feel that it's like the bar for food is you have very high upscale food, and then it's like burgers and fries and garbage. I kind of want true. more of a middle tier, and I really want it mm-hmm. themed to the different areas, which Epcot does with the worlds or the countries, but. Uh, I want something, I don't know, something more themed to the films, the experiences, stuff like that. Yeah, they could do more futuristic-esque things, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, they need some imagineering in the food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we were just reading today about, and Fred and I were, were sharing some links earlier, uh, but they're doing, like, a cosmix like it's like mcdonald's but they're kind of imagining him like and this is the most like cocaine fueled pitch you could have gotten but somebody was like what if this character that mcdonald's had from the 80s that was like an alien had his ability to make his own restaurant and had these futuristic like menu <laughs> items yeah and it's but then it's like cool stuff like they're gonna have like a uh a churro frappe and they're gonna have like Oh, I don't even know what the other thing was, but it was just like berry blast lemonade too. And it was, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, Disney could definitely benefit from just some very creative stuff. Like, 
bug juice from whatever. Maybe not a bug's life, but <laughs> oh no! But a Lion King movie, right? <laughs> yeah, Lion King. That works better. Yeah, yeah. I think they did. Yeah, I think that. that's a good idea. I mean, they've got enough properties now, right? Plus, it's like, I mean, they have the blue milk right in Galaxy's Edge. I've heard about that. But yeah, is that the ex- the extent of it? It's like it has to exist in something else. <laughs> yeah, I would also love a ride based on a Disney animated film that's pre nineteen ninety eight. I don't care which one. I just like I, mm. I think I'm selfish because like that's you know the movies I grew up on. Like I would love if they're like we just came out with a great mouse detective ride or something like that or. The rescuers down oh, under. Yeah. There's even like a part in like the rescuers too, though, where they're like, it's like almost like a chase, right? They're like sort of doing stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, that would be fun. Mm-hmm. Or like the black cauldron could actually pull some stuff from that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, jump into why not? the cauldron. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, I mean. I like the idea of Epcot so much, though, too. I think, I mean, I mentioned it before, like, you know, as you get older, I think it's like come for Magic Kingdom, stay for Epcot is kind of the <laughs> the thought I've always had in my head. And, and but I, I love the idea that what they were doing back in like the 80s and 90s more than like, oh, we have to expand on these these huge franchise and these huge IP that we bought. It's like mm-hmm. I like the idea of them being like, well, what if we just try to do some crazy stuff? Like, let's build a movie ride. Let's, you know, or like, yeah, we should have a world's fair where you can kind of go around the world. Like, mm-hmm. they have so many resources at their disposal. Why not provide experiences that, you know, you that don't necessarily relate to a Disney property, even period. It's just like, or like, you know, it's like the making of me. Like, what a what a crazy thing <laughs> to come yes. up with. Mm-hmm. I know. But, like, I, I love the idea that you brought up of, like, the tortilla-making classes, too. Or, like, it's, like, what if you had, like, yeah, even at, like, Epcot. Like, here, you can make dumplings. They may have that there, but I'm just, like, but that's yeah, a cool idea. Yeah. It's few and far between is the issue, and it's hard to find those kind of things. Right. But, uh, yeah, I would just love them to kind of, like, jump into, like, world experiences that maybe you can't necessarily get, you know, because people might not have the ability to travel overseas because that's almost double the price of Disney in some yeah. cases. Right? I don't know. I think it might be cheaper to go to actual China than go to China. <laughs> Epcotter. Probably now. Yeah. Well, inflation, you guys, inflation. That's you. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of things they're expanding on. I mean, now they're acquiring Hulu though, too. We could have like a lot of FX shows. We could have like a Fargo ride. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Or the bear, or it's always sunny. Right now, that's oh. an FX. Is that it part is not of FX? Old- yeah, mm-hmm. FX is part of Hulu now. Oh my god! Yeah, the old man, the Jeff Britton show. Yeah, <laughs> I love the the idea of the bear. You have to work in a kitchen with Carmi for like an hour, and you have to like <laughs> serve all the orders. Yes, and you can't cry. <laughs> as long as they have Maddie Matheson walking around the park, just like signing <laughs> autographs for people. <laughs> be kind of outstanding to be honest um but i i mean i do love the idea though of kind of the cosplaying thing too and i think it would be kind of great you know if they're not going to have as many costume characters going around why not let 
people go and do that. Like if you want to dress up and be, you know, and they kind of do that right with like Jedi's and stuff, right? Like where you can do that. Yeah, at Galaxy's people Edge. do that, but I like the idea of encouraging it more. So it's almost like a run fair situation. Yes. Right. Yeah. That'd be fun. Like go to the magic kingdom, but yeah, you can dress like, you know, some of the characters You can be Cinderella. You can be Prince charming or whoever you want to be. Or hell, you can go to Pandora and you can actually like pluck yourself into a VR simulator, like <laughs> to ride around, right? Yeah, it's like Star yeah. Tours, but even bigger. <laughs> yes, and that would be so cool because people would get really into it. Because have you? You both have been to the Ren Fair. It's like you don't even know who works there and who doesn't sometimes. Right. <laughs> And I think that's what scares know. Disney about the idea. Yeah, that's what scares. <laughs> yeah, you get people. I mean, right. You have a lot of kids going around Disney's parks. So obviously you need to protect them. And so they who know who's a responsible adult and who's not. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I don't know. I want to have lunch with like Darth Vader or something like that. You know, if you're going to have <laughs> those themed brunches, give me, let me sit down with them. I will say I did uh, go to the um, it's not the actual cantina, which I thought it was going to be styled like the canteen from Star Wars. But I did go to the Star Wars bar at nine in the morning and had two like twenty dollar cocktails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was cool, though. One of them came as like jello and it was like you had to like suck it up from a like uh, test, you know, thing. That's cool. pretty fun. Very cool. I like it. Yeah, we could go on and on. It's there's so many things that they they could. I mean, because with Disney's resources, the sky is the limit, right? Like literally, mm -hmm. if they put their minds and thoughts to it, they could make so many of these things a reality. Like, yeah. And I'm trying to think of like the percentage of I, my brother and I were talking about this recently about the percentage of land that's actually used in their florida property like there's still like so much left that's not even like been touched i can't remember how much it is but it's like still quite a lot so who knows i mean yeah i i'm sure we could do this episode or revisit in 10 years and they'd have like 10 other expansions of like new properties they bought like now they own the friggin Beverly Hills 902. No, here's the <laughs> high school from the show. <laughs> get on the ride where you get dumped by your ex, like by a locker <laughs> or something. You live out in Melrose Place. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> make you look like well, yeah, all the characters. Well, I can't wait to be 80 and drive around on a scooter. And <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's so many scooter folk around, like elderly people that are like running you over when you go now. I just can't yeah. wait to have like grandkids be 80 and just be like, yeah, excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> it will be fun. Mm -hmm. Well, should we get to our power rankings and highlight some stuff here? Sure. Sounds good. All right. So our topic this week is the top three attractions. So now we have a chance to really throw some love at a couple of the things that maybe we haven't had some time to talk about yet. Renee, would you like to kick us off? All right. So so top three attractions. Mm -hmm. Anywhere in the Disney resorts worldwide. <laughs> okay. Um, well, my number one is Tower of Terror. 
Nice. Um, I already kind of explained why. The overall theme is amazing. It's an amazing ride. Still, last time I was on it, still like scares you because mm-hmm. you don't know what's going to happen. And Great probably my second. Oof. Probably Splash Mountain. Um, that's like very nostalgic. Or whatever um, it will be called. Yeah. Yeah, whatever <laughs> it shall whatever it shall be named. But when I was younger, that was like um because it also terrified me, but also just like it was so like la 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 and then death fall. And I also thought I was gonna fall into the briar patch every time I went down. I'm like, I'm gonna get impaled. I'm gonna fly out and I'm gonna get impaled by this briar <laughs> patch. And <sighs> three Mm-hmm. I guess I would probably it's probably a tie between two can I do that so it sure. would probably be Muppet Vision because I just freaking love it also very nostalgic and also the ride Soren because it's amazing and I first went on it in uh, actually that is in California Adventure so I remember being just like my mind was freaking blown away because I was like what is this ride like we're sitting in chairs but then we're gonna be like against a screen and then i was like so like confused like what it was gonna be and then i remember just being like holy shit this is amazing i need to look up sorry i don't know what that is yeah ah also great soundtrack also as you're because it's like you're it used to be soaring over california where it is in Mm -hmm. california i know and then the disney well disney world version is just soaring but you would smell like pines as you're like flying over like a national forest. You smell oranges when you fly over the orange groves and uh, it's so cool. Very relaxing. You feel like it's, it's relaxing. Uh, and the nice part is your feet dangle. Yeah. And that's, oh, that's the man. effect. And you're just dangling your feet soaring and the winds rushing through your head. Man, that's, that looks cool. looks really cool. Yeah. I'll go next because, Fred, I think you'll probably have some more interesting picks than me since you have a lot more of a breadth of history (laughs) to pull from. So I will also go with Tower of Terror as my number one. I think the first time I went on that ride, I knew this is like one of my favorite things I've ever done in my life. Just terrified as I was when I went back to Disneyland or Disney World uh, back 10, 12 years ago. I went on that like three times in a row. I was so pumped (laughs) it's just such a great thing i will highlight then man it may sound lame but i do just kind of love the world's fair like that was one of my favorite discoveries it's just a, a very cool thing i love walking around from country to country i know about that pub you were talking about too in great britain that was so cool i had escargot for the first time there (laughs) and Number three, I think it kind of waned the last time I went, but I still think it's just such a fun attraction in general because of just the way the it's kind of got that magic in, in it is the Haunted Mansion. Mm. I, I, I think the first time I went, I just remember being so panicked by like the paintings like getting bigger yes. as like the, the room was shifting and stuff. The music. And, yeah and the music is just as it's still like scary but kind of fun like even Mm -hmm. when you were kind of scared and like you see like the ghost sitting in the chairs with you it's like (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, from the social lovers. <laughs> <laughs> I've yet to watch any of the adaptation movies, but I Same. I love the ride. So those are my three. On to you, Fred. Right. Bring us home. Well, since it's uh, come up a couple times, I am going to just say that uh, the pub in England, in Epcot, the, not the last time, but the time before I was 26, and I definitely had it in my mind I was going to have a drink in every country, and I was doing really well until I got to England, and they gave me a menu where it had a flight of scotches uh, in ascending years it was like a 5 10 and a 20 and it was only like 30 bucks which isn't bad for disney price for three pours but uh i ended up having that and then i found a youtube cover band in uh i think in the china area that i kind of just posted up for an hour and i was rocking out to that (laughs) so i didn't make it around the world because of england and it's scotch but uh it was a good time For uh, awesome. my rides, I'm I'm pretty basic, so I'm gonna say this last time the one that hit for me was Space Mountain. I was always too afraid to go on it, but I that'd just be my honorable it. mention. Same, it's, it's classic. It's fun. Mm. It's got that futurism that we love from Disney. Then um, I would say Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, it's I don't love having the movie characters in there, even without just like. <laughs> you know, having Johnny Depp and stuff. I just don't like having movie, like the live action characters. I want the old school puppets and I like the updates they've made to make it less like they aren't like selling women on the block anymore. Like that's good. But like, <laughs> those are good. Updates. I forgot about um, that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they fixed that one a lot. Um, are you guys trying then, to say uh, Disney had questionable history. Come on. What? <laughs> Never. Uh, yeah. And then it's the tie for me between Haunted Mountain or Haunted Mountain. I'm gonna just combine them: Splash Mountain and Haunted Mansion. Uh, same thing you said. Um, yeah, uh, it was really spooky for me. But when I finally did it, um, it was amazing. I love the room that where the pictures elongate and they get creepy. I would love that in my house somewhere. Um, yeah. <laughs> Splash Mountain is definitely a big one for me, just because it was one of the first thrill rides I was going on uh, with my dad it's one of those memories i have two good disney memories with my dad who i lost when i was like 11 and one is going on splash mountain and the other is doing the indiana jones stunt spectacular which oh, i had so not seen too. an indiana jones movie before then we went and saw the stunt thing and he was like did you like that and i was like yeah that was great and he was like well let me tell you something there's three movies about this starring Indiana Jones. And I was like, what What? there is. And he's like, well, yeah, hold on. Just hold yourself. They're starring Han Solo. And I just remember being a kid like, what, what, how come I don't know about these? And then going home after the trip and watching uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark pretty like recent after that. And that was a good memory. So that's my top three plus a little extra because, you know, I was gonna. That's wonderful. Yeah. No, the the Indiana Jones that stunt show is still so good. Like, man, it it, it ages great because it's just that that's what made those movies magical. So yeah, and plus you have a great story to go with it with your dad. So that's that's wonderful too. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And I went back not the last trip, but the trip before that, and I got a picture with Indiana Jones, and it was very cool. It was like a 
it was it was a moment, you know. <laughs> fun uh. fun Disney slash Muppet fact. There is um I can send it to both of you. It's on YouTube. But I had a recorded VHS tape of this movie. It was uh, Muppets Go to Walt Disney World. Um, And it was, I think, only aired on TV. But it is delightful. And Miss Piggy and Kermit actually are in the Indiana Jones stunt spectacular. Because essentially (laughs) the premise of the movie is the Muppets try and go. They visit Kermit in Florida, his family get to meet Kermit's family and then they realize oh his swamp his family swamp is like right next to Disney World why are we hanging out at a swamp when we can be going to Walt Disney World so they end up in Walt Disney World but they all get like lost and it's oh delightful but yeah there's a part where Miss Piggy and Kermit are in the Indiana Jones stunt spectacular (laughs) and it is so funny that's awesome I would love to see that yeah definitely share a link if you can yeah, that makes me think of the Full House episode where they go to Disneyland and like DJ thinks she sees her boyfriend Steve as like the Indiana Jones character in the stunt show. <laughs> That's right, but really he's Aladdin. Yeah, yeah, because uh, he is the voice of Aladdin. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, yeah. I always think about the Boy Meets World episode when they go to Disney. Man, everybody loved doing that. That was like the the pinnacle of '90s TV. You go to Disneyland or Disney World, and yes, it's a big deal. Yep. And if you live in the South, I doubt they do this anymore. But uh, if you're in driving distance, schools will like rent out the whole park for the day. And I have heard stories where like multiple high schools in a district got to just have run of the park. And I was like, I wish I got to experience something like that. Oh my God, that sounds amazing. That's awesome. I can't even imagine. Wow. Man, when's the next Disney trip? (laughs) (laughs) That's the the million dollar question. Perhaps that's where where we'll do a sequel episode. We'll all meet in Disney World or something. (laughs) In Muppet World. Yes. I do want to go see Muppet Vision again. In 10 years from now. I like it. We got to get the Patreon going now. Yep. <laughs> we'll just do a whole episode <laughs> devoted to Muppet Vision 3D. <laughs> yes, I would. I would break it down. <laughs> All right. We're yeah. we're gonna talk about it. We're, we'll talk about it off air. But we're gonna we're gonna bring this episode to an end here today. As much as we have left a lot on the table to talk about, before we let you go, Renee, anything you would like to plug? On uh, December 15th, I will be performing in the group. Professor Merriweather at the Interchange Theater Co-op. Um, so very excited for that show. And I think the character that I'm playing, I'm retiring her and she will be oh. no longer. So that's tonight of the day that this uh, episode is dry or dropping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As Professor Merriweather <laughs> come see the the last of Renee's character. <laughs> yes. Wow. So yeah, that's all I have on the docket right now. Sounds good. But yeah. Sports right. bra show is probably coming up in January. Not sure when though yet. But excellent. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, y'all guys can go to interchangetheater.com to learn more about the show tonight for Russell Merriweather. And you guys have like Instagram and Facebook yep. for Sports, Sports Bra Comedy on Instagram. Perfect. Fred, how about you? What do you got going on? 
I'm just gonna plug Sports Bra as well. It's one of my favorite teams to see locally. So I'll Thank just go you. ahead and do that. Check out Sports Bra and check out the pod. I'm sure Tom will tell you all about it. That's right. We are State of the Franchise with Fred and Tom. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, slash X, Instagram, and YouTube. Um, you can also check out our link tree to learn more about resources if you want to donate to the show or if you want to find some additional fun stuff for us. Remember to rate and review this episode. Your ratings really matter, and reviews would definitely help bring us up. And stay tuned for next time where we'll be doing a little bit of a holiday uh, episode, bringing some holiday cheer in, and talk about the movies of Rankin Bass. And it might be featuring another member of Sports Bra. <laughs> Ooh. This is this is true. We we Ooh. may we may have someone in mind that Renee knows very well, but y'all will learn all about that ding, ding, ding. next time. Thanks for being on the show, Renee. We really appreciate you. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. Yeah. Hopefully we'll be able to do it again sometime. And uh, we'll see everybody out there next time on State of the Franchise with Tom and Fred. See you. Bye. 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 Bye.